the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey everybody, welcome into our WHIO radio studios. Yeah, that's right, coming to you from 1611 South Main Street after a Dayton Flyers home game, our usual home after UD Games. Flanagan's is closed for the week of Christmas and New Year's, so here we are, John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you, happy Festivus, Dayton Flyers fans. We had some Obi Toppin feats of strength. We saw some Anthony Grant airing of grievances. Who boy was Rex? He was reading that Dayton Huddle, the riot act in the second half at one point. He got his airing of grievances in. And uh, at the end of it, though, Dayton a winner, 81-53 over Grambling today, Rex. Yeah, I I think, you know, it's hard to get up. They didn't get in until 1 o'clock late Saturday night. Yesterday, we watched film. As I told you earlier, it really wasn't much of a practice. It was really the whole game of against Colorado. So coming back into this night and whatever you say, it is hard to get up for a game like this tonight. They know they got Christmas coming without Jalen Crutcher playing, without Chase being there again, so we're a little shorthanded. But the most zone they played tonight, and I think it seemed effective at certain times. Yeah, maybe trying to save some legs with that yeah. short turnaround after a, what was a surely a tough game against Colorado. And we'll get into some of that Colorado postmortem too, as we as we also take tonight to look at, of course, this Grambling game. A little bit of different format tonight. You can still call us up at 937-457-1290. Uh, you can still tweet me at jbitlwhio, and I re- may read your tweet on the air. The only difference is, since we're not at Flanagan's, no Bud Light Mike to take advantage of, but we'll, t- we'll still take your scorched earth hot takes this week of Christmas here as we recap this 81-53 Dayton Flyer win and uh, as we await the post-game comments of head coach Anthony Grant uh, with Larry Hanskin live over at UD Arena after this one and you know Rex like like I said Anthony got really as heated as I think I've ever seen him at the helm at Dayton and can you blame him for stretches because they were a little lackadaisical yeah Grambling had cut it to 10 with 8.17 left in the second frame. All of a sudden, you looked up and it was 54-44. Now, Ibby Watson, our player of the game with a career-high 30 for Dayton, pacing the Flyers tonight. He hit a three right after that to push it back out to 13, 57-44. They ballooned out to 16, and it was no looking back at that point. But um, at times, a little, you know. A little sluggish. Yeah. yeah but there's no doubt about that. They had a good lead at halftime. Coming into this game, uh, Grambling was only shooting about 17% from threes. Tonight, uh, they were their true form again, two for 19 for three. And thank God they didn't shoot very well from there. Or it could have been a, you know, a closer game, no doubt about that. They had some good looks, but they just, they're not a good three-point three shooting team. They're more of penetrating, getting the ball to the basket. Yeah, that was at one point, Rex. I, I put down in my notes at the under 16 in the second half. So with 15-32 left, the Tigers were at 1.0 of 13 from beyond the arc. Uh, that's easy communication major math uh, for me uh, in terms of, yeah, you know, it's hard to, to get up for this team, Rex, I'm sure. After you're coming off a gut punch like Colorado on a neutral court, losing to a top 25 caliber team uh, in a game you would have loved to have for the resume and in true buzzer-beating fashion, you know, shot release, buzzer goes off, ball goes in. Um, and, you know, you got the week of Christmas. This team, this Grambling Tigers team came in here as a Kempom 288. Their net was 282, so it's not a great program. There's a reason, you know, as Mike Hartsock said in our pregame, there's a re- you know, they were here for a paycheck, which is fine. That's the landscape of college basketball. Right. Uh, but I can understand why there was times where, given how the Colorado game ended, given that short turnaround, that there's that kind of effort. Yeah, there's no doubt. And without Jalen play, playing to, yeah. tonight, that made a difference along those lines. I think he'll be fine in a week, you know, just going through the concussion protocol that they go through. So uh, talking to him before the game, he seemed fine. He just said, you know, it you know, require you any more to do that along those lines. So, but thank God for Ibby tonight. That's right. 28 or 30 points. He shot the ball extremely well. As we talked about earlier, when you call twine time for him, that (laughs) ball 
doesn't hit the net. It just seems like it flutters through there. And he's, he's a great shooter. So, uh, you know, you get a couple days off, I would imagine, and get back at it after Christmas, come home, and then get right back, you know, to the North Florida game, then start on the road two games. So, yeah. you know, it's a big, big stretch coming up in the next next month. That's right. You got North Florida a week from the night. That's the last uh, non-conference tune-up, as Larry and Keith talked about, before you get into, again, I know the bar is so low from last year. It's a low bar to clear, but thank God, Rex, the A-10s on the rebound from last yes. year. A lot better across the landscape of the league. Uh, and then after you play the Ospreys next week, it's right in an A-10 play. And for this Dayton team, especially after not getting Colorado, now you got to start to bolster the continue to bolster the resume. Right. I mean, there's still a top 20 team. They only dropped five spots in the AP poll. Uh, and we'll get into some of that, too, a little bit later on tonight. But uh, a guy that certainly didn't take the night off the aforementioned, it'd be Watson. I mean, 30 points, our player of the game tonight. He just, I love Rex, that shot is just gorgeous. It's yeah. like a high it's almost like the ball's going to scrape the ceiling. He shoots those rainbow arcs of threes, but it's a gorgeous shot. And I tell you what, the, the guys that I really trust uh, their opinion when they're watching this team, when it comes to guys like you, Diggett, Jim Larkin, Brooks Hall, Keith, Nate, all these guys we do the show with and some that I just keep in touch with on the side, is that you guys all go to practice, you guys all see. And you guys all, to a man, Rex, talked about Ibby Watson like in a way that I haven't heard any of you guys talk about a player since Jordan Seibert. Yes. And right now you know, what, 12 games in this season, Ibby Watson is as advertised that you guys has all, had all talked about. He's a really special scorer and a really pure shooter. Yeah, he's he's right around 48 to 50% going into the Colorado game. I know he missed a couple there, but tonight he was effective from the three again, so he's got to be he's got to be close to 50%, John. And when you're looking around the country, there's not many guys that, that shoot that throughout the uh, course of the game. And then we're, you know, talking about, it's hard to go on the road, and I know we we got a game coming up. But going on the road, you look at just last Saturday. You know, Kansas goes on the road. VCU goes on the road. Uh, it's a tough, tough hoe to hoe. And I I think there's really probably four dominant teams in the country today. Then I think everybody else is almost equal, and I think we're right in that category. Yeah, and you can just look at the stats. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but. Uh, seen it a couple days ago. The amount of law, the number of losses that AP top top ten top ten teams have this year is just off the charts. We've we've seen however many different number one teams, a different one again today. You know all these all these number ones going down, and yeah. uh, it's it's uh, parity. I think is the name of the There's game this no year doubt. in college basketball. Um, but yeah, I mean Dayton with with uh, with a win tonight, eighty one fifty three. What does Anthony Grant think about this twenty eight point win just a few days before Christmas? I'm glad you're wondering that, Flyer fans, because you're about to find out. He is live with Larry Hansgen on Blackburn Court on the other side of this break, right here, live on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, Grambling State 81-53 to to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Pickle Schaefer and Embling, a Dayton law firm for over 100 years. You know, sometimes a game of basketball is about imposing your will upon an opponent, and at times that didn't happen. But then last eight minutes of the game, you took a 10-point lead, took it out to this final, and I thought it began by getting some stops. Yeah, I thought the last 12 minutes of the, uh, of the second half, we really kind of dictated the terms of the fight. You know, our guys, uh, the first eight minutes of the second half, I thought was, was a little sloppy. We, we, we were uh, uh, out of rhythm once again, uh, offensively, defensively, they were getting some easies. Our guys were able to lock in the last 12 minutes and uh, we did a great job closing it out. 
you know, Ibby Watson uh, showed tonight he can be a volume scorer, but is it more important that he's a guy that he can get you big buckets at times when you need them? Well, yeah, that's going to be valuable for our team. You know, obviously, you know, tonight we saw a mix of, you know, some different presses, some zones, some man-to-man, -man, you know, and, and uh, having another guy out there that can provide uh, some offense for you, whether it's, uh, you know, attacking the zone or whether it's man-to-man -man with the attention that, you know, a guy like Obi gets, you know, being without Jalen tonight, we needed another guy out there to be able to make plays, and I thought Ibby took advantage of those opportunities. His teammates did a great job of finding him and, you know, um, having the confidence that if we made the extra pass, that good things would happen. Sometimes a stat sheet doesn't tell a whole story, but did the effort you got from Jordy Shimanga tonight, that type of effort that he gave you, is, yeah. that, is that a building block for him? It is. I thought he imposed his will in the second half. You know, I thought he was, he was really a, a, a big factor. A lot of the things, like as you mentioned, didn't show up in the stat sheet, but, you know, physically uh, being able to, to have that body and the way he moves and the way he can he can affect the game, whether uh, it's on the defensive end or even on the offensive end. It's a good thing for us. So it was great to see him be able to go out and get 20-plus minutes tonight. And again, I think he's starting to round himself into where we all feel like he can be. All right. Before the game, you said you wanted the guys to be where their feet are. So now they can take their feet <laughs> any place they want to go yeah. here for the next couple of yeah, days. Yeah, they've earned it. You know, I told them after the game, you know, for me, it's all about when we're in between these lines, it's about one focus and understanding what we've got to do to continue to get better as a team and not let anything get in the way of that. Uh, and obviously coming off uh, our last game, a tough loss, I wanted to see us be able to lock in and focus for 40 minutes. Uh, for the most part, I think we were able to take some things away from this game that we're learning building blocks as we head into one more non-conference game before we begin conference play. But yeah, they've earned a nice break here. So uh, the guys, some of them will leave tonight, others will leave tomorrow and hopefully We'll all be able to enjoy a very Merry Christmas with family and friends. All right, Coach. We, we wish that to you and the entire team. Merry Christmas, everybody, and go Flyers. All right. That wraps it up here. On behalf of our crew courtside, our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod, and my partner working tonight in, for Bucky, uh, Keith Wallacekowski, Larry Hanskin, one more time, reminding you our final score was Dayton 81 and Grambling 53. Merry Christmas, everyone, and stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. Mayberry's Van and Storage. Are you moving? Trust Mayberry's for all your moving and storage needs. Code credit Union celebrating 80 years in 2020 and by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Bud Light postgame show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. University of Dayton basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. 
Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Hey, everybody. You heard the man. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight, not John Tisdale, former Flyer, still great, the pride of Miami's Burr, the all-time leading scorer in Vikings basketball history, Rex Gardecki. We're here at our Dayton studios. A little different setup. After a home game, our usual home, Flanagan's Pub, is closed for the week of Christmas and New Year's, so we will be here at our studios after tonight, Grambling, obviously, and a week from tonight after North Florida. Dayton, a winner, 81-53, a 28-point winner on this Festivus. I got a lot of problems with you people who tweet recruits and spin up your conspiracy theories, and you're going to hear about it. But Dayton, a winner, 81-53, Rex, the number 18 team in all the land. Dayton uh, drops a little bit in the AP poll this week. Uh, a winner, 28 points. They get to 10 and 2, and Rex, now they're off for a week before they get to enjoy the holiday and uh, before they get to uh, the last A10 non conference tune up before they get to A10 play with the North Florida Ospreys. The Birds of Trey coming in here a week from tonight. Yeah, this is a game tonight. I look at a couple positive things. Look at Jordy playing 22 minutes. For someone who has not played sports, it's hard to understand why they just can't get out there and play. Jordy was off for almost six or seven weeks. And when you see it, especially even in the pro football, they talk about players practicing and things like that. It's very important to get out there and, and sort of get the feel of the game and understand where the ball is going and things like that. Them playing the zone tonight, that gives the A-10 teams more to look uh, look at next when they start playing them. So, you know, with Ibby coming off the bench and starting night with his, his points, Jordy doing well and them playing the zone, second half was a little sloppy the first 10 minutes, but then they picked it up the last 10 and pulled away. Yeah, as Anthony said, that, that – uh... That first eight minutes of the second half, he was not happy with. That was definitely, based on my notes, uh, Rex, the point where he just blew up. I'm talking <laughs> scorched earth upset at that Dayton uh, uh, huddle during the timeout. That's as worked up as I've ever seen Anthony at the helmet Dayton, and uh, he was chewing into him. And could you blame him for no. the way they were playing at different times? You know, Grambling had cut it to 10. With 8.17 left, they cut it to 54-44, and then uh, our WHIO radio player of the game, Ibby Watson, sunk a three, and the ensuing possession pushed it back out to 13, 57-44. Dayton didn't look back after that. There's another positive for you, Rex. Ibby Watson, a game where you still still do not have Chase Johnson. He missed a fourth straight game dealing with an illness. Uh, And then you're without Jalen Crutcher, as you mentioned, uh, as I tweeted, and as you mentioned before we heard from Anthony, Jalen Crutcher's in the concussion protocol, but as you mentioned, and as I was told as well before the game, uh, not a real serious concussion. He took a hard fall at the end of the game that we saw against Colorado, and you know, you think about a concussion, where they're going to put you in a dark room, you're trying to avoid stimulation and all that of noise and light. Well, he looked fine out there to me. He's sitting in a bright arena that's loud as all get out. I don't think we're going to – I was told he's not going to miss a whole lot of time. And no offense to Grambling Rex, but if you're going to miss a game, it's – well, we're on a 48-hour turnaround. You're in concussion protocol. We're, we're going to be okay with you sitting yeah, out yeah. against Grambling. Excuse me, John. No, you're good. really need him out there tonight, so. Yeah. So it was a, uh, you know, we'll see. But but that's that's the great thing about this team, Rex, is the depth they have is they're going to be able to have different guys step up and whatnot when 
when you've got when you when you're missing two bodies and another positive, Jordy Shimaga stepping in, imposing his will. Hey, we're gonna take a break for news. We gotta take a break, pay some bills, hear some news. Dayton winner 81-53, a 28-point winner over the Grambling Tigers. This flyer feedback live from our WHIO radio studios after Dayton Flyers home game, and it continues on the other side of this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into our Dayton studios. That's right. Do not adjust your radios. We are coming to you live from 1611 South Main Street tonight after a home game. Yeah, our usual home. Flanagan's Pub, the best bar in town, is closed for the week of Christmas and New Year's. So here we are at our WHIO radio studios tonight. And we will be here as well a week from tonight uh, against after the game against North Florida. Uh, so you can still jump on the show. No Bud Light mic, sadly. It's breaking my heart. There's no Bud Light mic tonight. I promise. And uh, But you can still join us. You can call us up at 937-457-1290 with your comments or questions. Or you can tweet me, and I may read your tweet on the air. But keep it clean. This is a family program. Dayton a winner, 81-53, a 28-point win over the Grambling Tigers. And uh, now, Rex, they move on to their final non-conference tune-up against North Florida uh, before they get into uh, an 8-10 on the rebound after last year. Uh, with uh, multiple teams playing well, uh, some falling flat on their faces at the wrong time. Yesterday was a rough uh, day for the conference with Davidson got a win, which is fine, 59-56 over Loyola. But the Wildcats, Rex, if you're going to tab a most disappointing team in the A-10 yes. before we get to conference play, it has to be the Davidson Wildcats. They're 6-5 and five overall. They really stumbled out of the gate, missed all their chances at resume wins. That's a talented bunch with yep. Kellen Grady and John Axel Goodmanson, the reigning A-10 player of the year. But uh, Bob McKillop's bunch, I'm very disappointed with how they're uh, playing so far. And as we know, in a league like the A-10, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yep. And the Wildcats are not pulling their weight <laughs> so far this year. Also, the Duquesne Dukes, their first loss of the season. It took until the week of Christmas for the Duquesne Dukes to lose their first game, just like we all expected, Rex. Right. Uh, 77-68, they fall to UAB. I think the Dukes are a little bit of fool's gold because yep. they have played nobody. And the embarrassing loss of the night goes to the Richmond Spiders. You can't lose to Radford by 15! <laughs> You can't do it. Well, I, I, I don't know what to say about that, John. Yikes. I, I agree with you there. In the Davison situation, they're well coached. He he is a tremendous coach, and you just you just know they're going to sort of find their niche coming up. Hopefully they don't find it in the next two to three weeks when it comes to that. But you're right. Duquesne has not played anybody. Their kind of no. non-conference schedule has been very, very easy. So uh, we'll find out. We'll find out yeah. in about a week and a half where Get we stand, it. especially two games on the road. Two straight road games with uh, the Philly teams that are – you know, St. Joe's is in full-blown rebuild mode. We know that. LaSalle is – I mean, congratulations. LaSalle won a game before Christmas this year. That's an improvement from last year. Um, but two tough road tests in that you got to go to two small gyms, right. one of them in St. Joe's, in a full-blown rebuild. They're not going to be crowded gyms. It's hard to get up when you're playing in front of 1,500 people, I'm sure. Yeah. Hawk Hill is a place that historically uh, has not been kind to Dayton. But I, as you and I were talking about before the game, Rex, and this delves into what I want to talk about here with – top 25 and everything, is I think a lot of Dayton fans, including this one right here included, um, are really, I'm starting to come around, Rex, to think maybe they really are as talented as as the ranking would suggest. Because I've had, maybe it's the, you know, 
the the gun shy Cleveland sports fan in me, where all my teams just blow it all the time, or you know some periods of Dayton Flyers history where you know talented teams and seasons of expectations and with teams just falling flat on their faces. But the more and more the season goes on, and as they have gotten up for all five of their marquee games, we actually think, oh, maybe they are. You know, right? It's been a while since we've seen a, seen a Dayton team, I believe, that is this head and shoulders above the rest of the A10. I mean, they're not going to really lose Rex. This team, this Dayton team, they're not going to lose a whole lot of games. They got no business losing I, this year. I, I agree with you 100 percent on that, John. And you know, you've got the kids at, at practice all last year. It's amazing when you've got ten guys on a bench how much more depth you've got. You 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 can wear other teams out with that that. And last year they just did not have it. You got a projected first round player, an Obi Toppin. Yep. You know, he could fall anywhere from maybe five to 15 or 20 along those lines. You've got Jordy Shimanga coming off the bench. You've got Ibby, come, you know, didn't come off the bench tonight, leads us in scoring. And Rodney Chapman is a capable one and two. And without Jalen tonight, it really didn't seem to affect us that much. So, yeah, I think this team, you know, I would be shocked if they go into a bad spell on the road, you know, losing two or three games. I yeah. just think they've got too much depth and too much experience that have played. I mean, you're looking at a Dayton team right now, Rex, that legitimately could be – you know, turn it as I mentioned to you before the game, and maybe this is you know something Dayton fans don't want to hear the the buzzword I'm about to use is that they're going to look like a Xavier team in 0809 where they're just running rough shot over the league where you're going to row they I, they've got the ability to go 16 and two, 15 and three because with the exception Rex, once they get into a 10 play and even next week North Florida included Rex, they might not not be favored the rest of the way out. I, I mean, with the exception of at VCU. Mm-hmm. And maybe when you go to Rhode Island, because Rhodey's one of your pod teams this year, maybe and maybe at St. Louis, because the Billikens are, are a very under-the-radar thing, yeah. under-the-radar A-10 team this year with the way they've quietly been building a resume. Um, it, there's not going to be many games, Rex, where they're not favored and where they're not head and shoulders above the other team in terms of just the talent level and ability. There's yeah, just there's not. no doubt about that. I was sort of in disarray yesterday watching one of the games when uh, – they talked about the Flyers maybe being the first four in and get to the final four. I'm thinking, this team <laughs> is not going to be the first four in. I mean, no. I, I would be shocked if that would happen. You know, injuries can can affect a whole season, things like that. But I think they're too talented to do that. And you look at their losses against the number one team in the country, and Colorado could very well win the Pac-12 conference. So, it's you know, you hate to lose, but it's against two quality yeah. programs that's not going to lose many games. Yeah, this is a team that I think has their sights set on, you know, Rex a four or five seed in right. the NCAA tournament. That's what tournament. we're all hoping. Um, and I think what, what gives us insight into the respect Dayton's getting nationally is they only drop three, five spots after losing that game to Colorado. It's on a neutral floor. It's to a good Colorado team that just a, two weeks ago was in the top 25, and uh, inched almost back into the top 25 by beating Dayton. That's how you know this team has arrived this year. Dayton is a resume win. Colorado almost got themselves back into the top 25 just by uh, virtue of that win against Dayton on a neutral court with the buzzer beater. Dayton only dropped five slots. And right. they, you know, I know people were doom and gloom. Oh, God, they're going to be out. You know, they're going to be out in the top 25. Well, they only dropped 18. Yeah. And, and I, I think so some writers see him higher than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Seth, Seth Davis, for instance, Rex, he had them at eight in his yeah, AP. He gets an AP vote. Yeah, Seth Davis, as we know, if you follow him on Twitter, he publishes his AP ballot every week. He had Dayton as a top 10 team in this week's AP poll. Yeah. And I want to get to something that he said that kind of gets into, 
I think sort of the mindset from the national guys, Rex, that really are plugged in, guys like Seth Davis and Gary Parrish in particular. So this is from Seth's column in The Athletic today where he went through his AP poll and just his sort of weekly roundup. Now, he had Dayton 8 in his AP poll this week, and Seth wrote, quote, Colorado made its return in his top 25. He had them at 21 on his ballot. I emphasize rewarding the Buffaloes for that win over Dayton over pushing the punishing the Flyers for the loss. That's why Dayton only moved down one spot in my poll. He had them at eight. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers have lost just two games, both in overtime to good teams on neutral courts. And well, that's, you, that's look, you look at St. Mary's, they go into Arizona State and just put a whooping on Arizona State, who's really a good program at this point. So, yeah, two losses, but I think that's going to be it until we get into the A-10 season and we see where we're going to go from there. But I agree with yeah. you, John. I think we're going to be favored in probably 90% of the games, even on the road. Well, now here we're in the middle of Rex. This is the first of five where they're, they should – Without, with with no exception, rip off five in a row here, and they're going to start climbing back into the rankings. Yep. If if that Colorado loss only drops them five slots, so be it. Um, another guy really high in the Dayton Flyers, Gary Parrish. He, he calls them my Dayton Flyers in his podcast, the Iron College Basketball Podcast, one I talk about a lot on this show. If you're a college basketball fan, for my money, it's a must listen. And he had said on the episode they published Sunday night, I went back and transcribed it, I'm still a believer in them. Had them in the top five and the top 25 and one. If you follow Gary on Twitter, you know he publishes his own uh, sort of top 25 daily. He doesn't have an AP vote, but he gives you a look at his insight on it anyways. He said, disappointed to see them lose personally, but he says he is still a believer. And I think this is why, Rex, a lot of the guys uh, who pay attention that have an AP vote are still keeping the Flyers high because Dayton scores so highly in a lot of the advanced metrics, Ken Palm, Sagarin, all that. Uh, Gary Parrish points out this is a team that is top five offensive efficiency. They're number one, at least they were last night, in the effective field goal percentage in the country. They're number one in the country in two-point field goal percentage. Obi Toppin, as you mentioned, Rex, he's a lottery pick. That helps. He's playing like an All-American. Gary Parrish said he still thinks Dayton is the best team in the A-10. Obi Toppin's still the best player in the A-10. And get this, that Parrish still thinks they can compete for a Final Four even what happened, even though what happened in Chicago is not real. Now Gary Parrish is lips to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's, let's 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 keep our let's keep the brake pedal handy there right, for a second. Right. But uh, it's incredible to hear national guys talk about Dayton in that yeah. that same breath as well. And I think you know, too that. when you talk about office efficiency, Coach Donner used to talk about this continually. After ten games, if you're shooting thirty percent, you're a thirty percent shooter. You know, one game doesn't mean anything. Now it comes into it. We played, you know, 10, 11 games now. We're shooting so effectively from the two-point line. And now with Ibby coming off the bench shooting so well from three, we're, we're, we're tough to guard when it comes to that. Because I'm sure when te- people are talking about how, we're, how are we going to play this team, you know, you can't go inside and out on them because they're gonna, we're, we're going to be too good along those lines. And that's the thing, Rex. If you've been paying attention to this team, I know you have, but people out there listening, is that – if you watch them on offense, they're either shooting Rex, it's a three-pointer, or it's a dunker or a layup. It is efficiency 101. There is zero, zero mid-range stuff in their offensive sets. No, no, they, uh, they're they so effective in the pick and rolls, and that's what, you know, everybody plays, and they spread you out, and you can put Ibby in one corner, and you can put Trey in the other corner when it comes to that. And Obi is such a good, po- uh, really a passer out of the post, and that, that play has come into effect. And, you know, I don't want to go back to the Colorado game too much, but the day before Thursday when they practiced against it, they did exactly that. They were playing three quarters on the postman and coming weak side help. And they did that and just it was just, you know, a great pass by their center to kick the ball out for that. But they played it well and just, you know, if that kid would miss a shot, 
you know, we'd have been the winner on those lines, but yeah, those things happen. That's something that's tough. And as Anthony said, you know, to wrap up the postmortem on the Colorado game, you know, what else, what else are they supposed to do on that last possession, Rex? I mean, you got to hand right. it to Bay for making one hell of a pass right. out of that double team. They right. turned Colorado's water off in that moment yep. of totally shutting down that possession. Bay made a hell of a pass, and you got to give, on right. one hand, Schwartz the credit and tip your hat for having the stones to sink that shot. Right now, did right. he? Did he get some space that was the equivalent of him, you know, standing between Chicago and Wilmette uh, of open of open space on the floor because of an illegal pick from McKinley Wright yep. that knocked Rodney Chapman on his backside? Sure, but the refs are going to yeah, swallow the refs, their whistles. They're going to swallow their whistles in the last hundred seconds. Yeah, they're not. We they're all not knew that. Call that. So, uh, but, you, but you know, we just got to look look forward to the next week. I'm just so glad that these guys have got a little bit of break because they've gone extremely hard. You oh, know, yeah. you, you go to Hawaii, then you go to Phoenix, then you go to Chicago. Then back home to play these. You know, other teams have done along those lines too. But I think this two or three day break is going to sort of freshen their minds, give them time to start thinking about the A10 season. And, and I think they're going to come full guns blow, blowing, boy, in the second half of the yeah. season. And this is what I think this is only the. Did they get one or two breaks, Rex, in the A10 where they got a full week? I think it's only once I in the A10 so. slate where you get a full week off between games. Otherwise, you're playing twice a week. So this is, if memory serves, uh, you know, correct me if you're looking at the at the schedule and, and you find differently, Rex. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, they only get one. You only get one of those one full week breaks. Yeah, in February first, uh, Fordham game. Then they go the eighth at St. Louis. So that's the only time that yeah. they so, they have that week off. So, so this is the only time between yeah. now and then that yeah. you you got you get two full one week breaks, and this is one of them between tonight and North Florida. So even for a team with the depth that they have, um, it's good to just get their re- legs rested and take advantage of this rest while they get it. Because then Rex, as I mentioned, he, that A-10 grind starts up with, with two road tests at, at LaSalle. I mean, you talk about not just Higgin Arena, two places that historically just have not been kind, you know, buzzer beaters and just, uh, you know. But uh, I, I think they're going to be okay because I, I'm really, as I mentioned, maybe it was the hesitancy of the Cleveland fan envy, but really starting to come around lately of, and, you know, the hype train was cranked to turbo, you know, what in six before the season. And the hype has been proven. It's real. But it's just adjusting to that as a Dayton fan. Oh, this team really is that good. And well, gonna... and I think with Jordy coming off the bench and getting 22 minutes tonight, that moves Obi out to the four. Uh, Obi really isn't a five when you're playing that. Even though he's 6'9", he jumps out of the gym. Uh, his physique is not good enough for that. So with Jordy being able to do that, that gives us another, you know, another five fouls and 20 minutes along those lines. And once, once he rounds into shape and gets more confidence in his game, he's going to be fine. So, yep. Well, Dayton was just fine tonight for the most part, with the exception of, as Anthony pointed out, that first eight minutes of the second half, they were just fine. Dayton, a 28-point winner tonight, 81-53 over the Grambling Tigers in their penultimate, ooh, big word, uh, eight non-conference tune-up before uh, they play North Florida and get into 8-10 season. So Dayton winner, 81-53. John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback live from our WHIO radio studios. It continues on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into our WHIO radio studios for the last time tonight. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is former Flyer Rex Gardecki. 
Yes, we are coming to you from our Dayton studios because Flanagan's, our usual home after Dayton Flyers home games, is closed for the week of Christmas and New Year's. So we will also be here a week from tonight after the game against North Florida, the final non-conference tune-up before A-10 play starts. You can still join us, though, even though there is no Bud Light mic for your scorched earth hot takes. You can call us up at 937-457-1290, or you can jump in my mentions at JVLWHIO, and I may read your tweet on the air. Well, Rex, we talked about, you know, looking ahead now that Dayton has missed the opportunity of the Colorado game. And I think that's at least the sour taste is starting to get out of my mouth from that one. Uh, with that in the rearview mirror, this season, with with rare exception, really, uh, you know, VCU, maybe at Rhode Island, certainly both VCU games, what regardless of whether it's the one here in Dayton or in Richmond. Um, the rest of the season, Rex, is going to be filled with games, as you and I were talking at the arena, that is just going to move the needle just incrementally as the season goes along. There's no yep. more big boy resume <clears throat> wins to let no, to go no, get. No, uh, every game is going to be a struggle. You go on the road, it's not easy to play on those. But I think Coach Grant has done a good job of focusing these guys from day one and play today. Don't think about two weeks down the road and three weeks down the road. I'm sure yesterday in practice – as I told you, they were watching a lot of film. I'm sure there was a lot of heads twirling and a lot of things were said about the way they played. But he's very positive coming in tonight's game. And now they got with Debbie playing well and Jordy coming back. And then a week break, up, break before the next game, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, and that's what elite teams got to do, Rex, because right. this is as this is a team with elite. And depending on which college basketball writer nationally you ask, they've got top 10 talent in the country. Top right. 10 talent. That's what great teams do, Rex. They take care of the business. They're going to stuff the barn full of hay. And when you're supposed to go and boat race LaSalle, you go to Tom Gola Bingo Hall and you beat the brakes off the Explorers. Yep. And then you go across town in Philadelphia a couple days later to play St. Joe's Hawks and you wax the floor with St. Joe's. You come back home, you get right, take care of business at home, you win the games you're supposed to win, and that's that's the next challenge for this team. It is an improved A-10, but still, most nights, Rex, they're going to be head and shoulders above the other teams in terms of talent. They might be double-digit favorites in a lot of the games. And as we said in one of our previous segments, I think looking at the spreads and stuff like that, uh, there there will be very few games, Rex, where Dayton is not favored to win the rest of the way out between now and St. Patrick's Day. There's no doubt about that, John. And, and what, what I like is you'll even look from the beginning of the season when they went to Hawaii. They jumped on Georgia going up like 18-20, then come back the next night against Virginia Tech and jump on them by about 18-20, then get Kansas and play very effectively in the whole game along those lines. And the same thing even the loss to Colorado. They started out well, and I think this team needs that when they go on the road because when you can small, – small little venues that they play in, you put 1,500 people packed in a place like that, the noise can get a little loud. So, you know, you got to jump on teams early and get the lead and really take take the will out of the team. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's hard to get up for some of those games, as yeah. you mentioned, in the uh... – you know, some of the smaller A-10 venues, it's just, it's it's what it is. You got different venues that feel like high school arenas, high school crowds, but they're going to have to get up for those games. Hey, 457-1290 uh, is the number here on Flyer Feedback, and I believe uh, we got Jabo on the hotline, guys. Yes? No? Jabo on the hotline? No, not Jabo. All right, we're going to go to not David Jablonski, just regular David. David, you know what? We do have Jabo on the hotline, so I'm going to pick up David Jablonski. The hotline, it's so hot! Jabo, welcome to Flyer Feedback. How are you? Good. How you doing, John? Pretty good. Hey, D uh, Dave, uh, elephant in the room. You know, the, the team shorthanded tonight without two guys. Uh, latest that we got on uh, Chase Johnson and uh, Jalen Crutcher as well. Yeah. Um, nothing new from Grant on Johnson other than he did say he was back home in West Virginia with his family. And he hopes 
give them back soon. Other than that, uh, Grant's pretty limited by uh, privacy laws about what he can say about situations. And uh, hopefully fans can uh, respect that. Been, they've been nagging me all day, John. Yeah, you and me both, Jabo. They just need to get over. They just need to get over their damn conspiracy theories, Jabo. I will second that, Jabo. Also, Jalen Crutcher, concussion protocol, but I think you and me and Rex, Jabo, all got the impression from people we talked to. Not going to be real long that he's out with that. Yeah, I talked to Jalen shortly before the game, and he said uh, he he was okay. It's too soon to say whether he'd be back next week, but I'm sure he will be. Usually a concussion, guys aren't even at the game. Kind of know how bad they are, and he was out there joking with so hopefully it's just a thing keeping him up tonight. Yeah. Uh, Jabo, you know, kind of a sloppy uh, effort at times. Anthony really kind of honed in on that first eight minutes of the second half, but, I mean, really hard to be upset with. I mean, it's still a night where they might not be as sharp as ever, but they're still blowing a team away, covering the spread and winning by 28-81-53 against Grambling. Yeah, they had a couple really big uh, spurts that really decided this game. 13-0 run the first half last eight minutes where they pushed the lead uh, past 30 uh, for a short time. Uh, really decided one. Really, they were playing two days after a heartbreaking defeat, so I'm sure that had something to do with uh, the way they were playing at times, because it was sloppy. They weren't hitting the free throws. Had a few more careless turnovers like usual, but overall, just what you expect from this game. Yeah. Jabba, the last uh, eight, last non-conference tune-up a week from tonight. They get a week off. They'll play a North Florida team, the Ospreys, here a week from tonight. And then, hard to believe, Dave, here we are looking ahead to A-10 play already in just a couple weeks. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's going to get uh, serious really fast. you got to go to Philadelphia for your first two games, where Dayton has not won in the seven years, the first six years I've covered the team. They've never won at St. Joe's or LaSalle, and they're playing both those games in a four-day stretch. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there are games they should both win because both those teams are down, but uh, still, until I see Dayton win either of those arenas, I'll, uh, I'm not a believer. <laughs> Well, I think this will be the year we do it, Jabo. Well, we're up against it, Dave. Uh, hey, we thank you for joining us. David Jablonski, our friend and colleague from the Dayton Daily News, with his time and insight here on Flyer Feedback. And that's going to do it for us, uh, Flyers fans. We are out of time tonight. So one more time, Dayton a winner tonight over Grambling, 81-53. Our next game is a week from tonight against North Florida. The last non-conference tune-up before A-10 play starts. So we'll be on the air at 6 with the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry has the tip at 7. So we will see you on the radio Monday Night Flyer fans. Until then, from my partner tonight, Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening and Merry Christmas, everybody. And go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.